then you realize, wow, we're not going to play this game. And I, to me, Josh, just the the power of that message, uh, that that team, Milwaukee, standing up, you know, for for their city, for their mm. state, for you know, and, and then you know, for for everyone that had had been oppressed and, and gone through, uh, you know, just horrible incidents, you know, especially everyone that everything that happened in Kenosha, for that team to come together, and then for the Magic to back them, and then for the NBA to back both of those teams and then for everyone to stand in unity. I, I just thought that was just a, a powerful message. Welcome to a special edition of the Dropping Dimes podcast. It's me, Styles. This is episode 12. Um, and today I'm not joined by my partner in crime, Shakespeare, but you know, I'm here to hold it down as always on the Dropping Dimes podcast. Today I'm joined by my former boss, with the Orlando Magic, he's the sideline reporter. He's the on-air pregame host. He's the man. <laughs> he's a lot of everything in Orlando. Dante, Dante Marcatelli, man, how you doing? It's, I'm doing great, but you got it backwards, man. I'm pretty sure that year you were here, I worked for you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, if I remember that, if I remember that year correctly. <laughs> you like uh, It's good to see you. Good to yeah, see you. It's too. good to see you, Josh. Good to see you, man. Yeah, no, we're we're doing well. We're gearing up for another NBA season, and uh, I appreciate the intro. It's been a fun time here in Orlando, and, and we're excited to be back in the postseason in the last couple of years, and and hopefully hopefully continue that upward trend here. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, that was, my, that was my first question. How is it working for the Magic and having 20 jobs with the, with the team? <laughs> <laughs> as you know, as you know, nowadays, uh, you got to wear many hats. you got to wear many hats. It's a lot different than when I first got out of school uh, but now coming in here and seeing how the industry has changed, it's it's great in some regards, and in some regards, it's very challenging. You know, you you have to used to be able to you know kind of hone in on one craft, one specialty, one one area. But now you got to be able to do it all, and you got to be you know well versed in multimedia. So we do the podcast thing. I've got a daily radio show, which you remember, uh, Magic Drive Time when we were here, uh, host the telecast uh, on Fox Sports Florida, which we're excited to get started here on the twenty second. So. It's been a dream come true, and, and I think for a lot of people that, that would be watching or, or listening to this as well, you know, for me coming out of school, I, I just, I, I love the NBA, and I knew if I could be around basketball in any capacity, didn't really know what it would be, uh, that, that, you know, I, I feel like I hadn't worked a day in my life, and to be able to get the internship, very same internship you had, Josh, mm-hmm. with the Magic, um, and then kind of hang around, my internship was over, and I refused to pack up my office, and kind of hung around and eventually got hired full-time and working with the Miracle. See, we had just started the WNBA here in Orlando back then, mm-hmm. and that created an opportunity. So, so it's always going to have a special place in my heart, the WNBA, because that's how I got started. Yes, yeah. NBA, you know, in, in this basketball journey, uh, was, with, was through that internship and then working full-time for four years with the Orlando Miracle. So, uh, and again, this was all on the radio side of things. And then doing the Miracle – Doing the magic, working for the Solar Bears. You know, we had three entities, still have the Solar Bears, who just came back a few years ago. So behind the scenes, radio, eventually getting a radio show, and then eventually transitioning into TV. So it's it's kind of been a dream come true and just trying to trying to throw, trying to be able to handle whatever. Juggle they throw everything. Yeah, trying to juggle everything. I'd say, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. That's how you do it. Hey, that, that's the best way to describe yourself. That's that's perfect. Perfect way. That's right. Now that's now right. Now, what side do you prefer? Do you prefer the TV or radio side? 
You know, I love them both equally. I, I really do. I, 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 the challenge about radio is to paint the picture, right? So you mm -hmm. can't, you, know, you can't, you know, obviously there's, there's nothing for, for someone who's listening to, to watch or to look at. So I love that. I, I love being able to come up with stories and create storylines and all that in TV, man, you got to keep it moving and you got to be engaging and you got to be entertaining and upbeat and, and you got to be on for both of them. So I feel like there, there's with the TV thing, I'm, I'm slowly getting to the point where it's becoming second nature where you don't have to think about this camera or this throw or looking at this person. So I, I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not that it was, you know, it's, it, they're, they're both equally as fun to me, if, if that makes sense. But I, I think TV is harder. I do. I, I think it's harder to be able to, to look at, you know, to just to be able, there's so much you have to think about in your throws and your oh, transition, yeah. but it's a great challenge. It, it's a great challenge. And I, and I love it. And hopefully when people watch, it doesn't look like I'm laboring. It doesn't look like <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it looks, hopefully it looks like it's fun and, and it's become second nature because I, I do love them both. Yeah, I, I see, uh, you know, the times I do watch, you know, the, the Magic Games, I see you on TV. You always stay with a nice, a nice suit. You always make sure you get a fit off of those well, games. I, <laughs> I thank my wife. I thank my wife for that because that's, uh, that's, become, a, that's become a big thing. If I walk into a locker room and – you know, walking into an NBA locker room, if, if there's something those guys don't like, they'll let you know. <laughs> you don't want to be I, that guy, I, right? <laughs> no, and I have been, and I have been. I've been told many times I got to up my shoe game, my tie game, whatever. So I'm trying. Slowly, I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, okay. Slowly, slowly, I'm getting there. But that, right. but you remember that. that. That's the beauty of an NBA locker room. It's yeah. Like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fun in there. They're throwing a lot of jokes around, and, and you know, you don't take anything personal. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's probably just probably one of the best parts of your job. I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's one of the parts. So, how has you know this this come upcoming season? I know you mentioned that you're getting ready. How has the pandemic you know affected your your routine for this season? Well, it's changed everything, hasn't it? R really, for everybody. I mean, the, my favorite thing about going to a game is interacting with fans, mm -hmm. and I think that, and we don't have that. You know, we we haven't had that. Hopefully, we'll have that at some point during this season. I don't know if it'll be at the start, midway, at the end. Um, but, you know, obviously we'll abide by whatever the safest thing to do is, but it's going to be great seeing some familiar faces back in that building whenever they're allowed in there. And I think, so that's changed it. Now you can't go to the arena. When we had that bubble scenario and that restart, mm. I'm walking around an empty arena, 900,000 square foot building that 10 of us had to ourselves. It was strange. Great. It was just, surreal. it was quiet. It was it was just almost eerie, you know, and I think the players would tell you the same thing from when they were restarting those games in, in a bubble scenario with no fans. But uh, you quickly adapt and, and you get used to it. But I think, you know, doing things like this, Josh, you know, we did we did a lot of um, – we do a lot of podcasts. We do a weekly podcast during the season. And traveling with the team, you, you know, you, you wait till you get to a city, you have a couple of days off, and you can bring a player into one of the hotel rooms and, and you can oh. sit down and do a podcast face-to-face. -face. Now we're doing this. We're doing Zoom. Everything is on Zoom or team or, you know, whatever. So you got to be proficient uh, in that and, and, and adapting to that. So that's been, that's been different. We were holding events via Zoom, virtual events for season ticket holders, for prospects, for uh, NBA spawn, you know, for team sponsors and things like that. So, so that's changed. Not traveling with the team, not being around the guys, not being on the plane, not, not riding the bus at yeah. 2 a.m. through Milwaukee, <laughs> you know, all, all that. All that has changed, you know, so I think we're, we're getting awesome family time, which has been fantastic and getting, you know, normally we're gearing up. Normally we're almost a month into the NBA season yeah. by now. So 
that's been strange. I, I know my family probably can't wait for me to start traveling again. <laughs> but it's, so it's, it's, you, you were trying to find ways to still bring value and still and now engage even more now with fans than we ever have before because we aren't able, we haven't for 11 months been able to, what, 10 months been able to have them in our building. Yeah, that's, I'm just watching like the, the bubble ball going on and no fans there. Everybody's on virtual, on the screens and just different. This is really, these are really did tough it change times. Your, did it change your viewer, your, your viewing, you know, as many games? We had games one in the morning, one in the afternoon, three oh, in the afternoon. I thought Wasn't that was cool. I thought NBA that was fan? cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Especially being out here, like, 11, right. 11 a.m. basketball. Like, <laughs> I felt like right. I was watching Arizona. NFL, yeah, NFL Red Zone. Like, man, this it sure. was perfect. <laughs> game after game after game. I, that Now, that part was cool. I think they should definitely revisit that. Um, I'm not sure. This year, it's going to be kind of difficult with right. the shortened season. But something, we need, we, need, we need to fix that. You do need to fix Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. You had a lot of games during the day, and now you got to jam in 72 games in four or five months. So it will be challenging, and, and you know, we haven't seen the schedule yet. We don't know how it's going to work, who's going to travel, who isn't. But it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. Once it starts, it's, it's going to be a frenzy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, that was my next question. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on the, the uh, bubble basketball, uh, which took place? We saw the Lakers win a championship. Um, yeah. And also we had the players, you know, with the Black Lives Matter initiative that, that they started. What were your thoughts on all that? I thought it was great. I, I thought it was incredible how the NBA supports its players. And I thought I, I really thought it was uh, was fantastic how everyone came together. And, and I think that was I thought it was great what the Magic did. I, I thought it was fantastic. You know, as far as the basketball mm -hmm. play itself, um, you know, you, you had been off for three or four months. So I think we were expecting some pretty rough basketball right out of the gates, right? I think we thought it'd be slow to kind of get things started. And, uh, and it, I, I don't, you know, the coaches may tell you differently and general managers <laughs> may tell you, but I, I thought the basketball was really good right out of the gates. You know, when you had yeah. some great games, some compelling games, you had some competitive teams. Um, and then without the travel, without the back-to-backs, without the wear and tear, I, I thought these guys had it, had it locked in. I thought they were. I thought they were shooting great. You saw scores uh, that were up there. I, I you know, how, how how incredible was Luka Doncic? I think about that Luka. step back three that he had. Right, he had yeah. Luka Mania in full effect. Guys Dame. were in the hotel rooms. Yeah, Dame. Oh, Damian Lillard was. <laughs> then you had LeBron. Right, you had arrested LeBron, who was just a Mack truck all the way to an NBA championship, as you just mentioned. So I thought the basketball, first of all, was much better than anyone thought. And uh, so I thought that, and from the Magic standpoint, I thought it was great for them to get back to the postseason. Yeah. You're playing well. You're playing your best basketball uh, in the middle of March. You've won three in a row, coming off a great road trip, and then you shut everything down. And to try to get everyone back together and start up, and then the emotional, uh, you, you know, swing of losing Jonathan Isaac on New Year's yeah. Day, right? You lose him. But now with the delay, you're able to have him back. And he played a couple of games in that restart. And you're thinking, this is going to be incredible. And he looked Having nice. Back. Yes, he was great. It's the best he'd looked. Yeah. The best he'd looked. He had 13 points in seven minutes, had an un seven rebounds. He had an unbelievable first game back. And you're thinking, this is going to be something. And then just the emotions and the devastation and heartbreak uh, of losing him uh, in that game against Sacramento, just a couple games into the restart. And it just felt so bad for him, just a quality individual. So yeah. to be able to piece that all back together, finish strong, make the playoffs, beat Milwaukee in game one, and push them in a couple other games, I, I thought was huge. Um, and then you had, you know, we were involved in that in that boycott. 
Mm-hmm. You know, after after that horrible incident in Kenosha, mm-hmm. we're playing the Milwaukee Bucks the next day. And now here we are five minutes before the opening tip. And my producer says, nobody's on the court. Oh. And we're about to come back and, and do the open. And we're thinking, okay, so <laughs> we're, we're kind of, we didn't have much information and we're just kind of trying to vamp on the telecast on, on Fox Sports Florida. And then you realize, wow, we're not going to play this game. And, and I, to me, Josh, just the, the power of that message uh, that that team, Milwaukee, standing up, you know, for for their city, for their mm. state, for you know, and, and then you know, for for everyone that had had been oppressed and and gone through, uh, you know, just horrible incidents, you know, especially everyone that everything that happened in Kenosha, for that team to come together, and then for the Magic to back them, and then for the NBA to back both of those teams, and then for everyone to stand in unity. I I just thought that was just a, a powerful message. Um, you know, and, and I, and I, I think that was, I think that was needed. I think it was great. And I, I, and I think, I think there were times where players were coming out of the bubble and felt that they weren't, their voices weren't being heard mm. with the black lives matter and us not being in there. I don't think they realized the power that that had and they, oh, yeah. and they, and they made a difference, Josh, I think I, I you know, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I feel they made a difference. They made a statement and I thought it was powerful and I thought it was terrific. Yeah, yeah, it's it gave them been in the bubble gave everybody a chance to just like you said there everybody's just in there and there's not much to do, so yeah they're watching a lot of TV and seeing a lot of things that was going on. So like you said, I thought that was uh, pretty cool that you know everybody came together, unity, um, and you know sent the statement, made a statement. So I thought I thought yeah. that was one of the coolest parts about uh, the the bubble. Now, do you do you see the NBA? going back into a bubble? See, that's the thing. You hear, so I see, I, I know what you know, right? We, we mm-hmm. get up in the morning, we get on Hoops Hype, and we look and see <laughs> what, the, what, the, what the scenarios are. And that, that's one of the many scenarios that are being talked about. And, and I don't think we're going to know that, hopefully soon, because we've got to start planning and all that. But, um, you know, I, I know they would love to be in their own arenas. And I think the goal is to have every team in their own arena. And at some point, you know, you're hoping to be able to add fans when it's safe to do so. Um, so I know they're mulling over different scenarios. Could you have one bubble? Could you have four bubbles? Could you have 10 bubbles? Could you, you know, could you, they had talked about pushing it back to January. Well, at least now we know it's going to be December 22nd. Um, how are you going to travel? Are, are you going to get to Atlanta and play the Hawks two or three times? Mm-hmm. You know, or are you going to, you know, how are you going to play teams in your division more than, than other teams? Are you not going to play anyone in the West at all? So I think there's, there's so many scenarios that, that have to come together and have to come together quick. Um, but I, I think they would love to play in their own arenas if possible. And, and that's certainly uh, what, what I would imagine they're trying to do now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do too. Christmas coming early this week. We have we have the the draft come, taking place on Wednesday, and <laughs> we have the se- season starting off six weeks after that, December twenty second, like you just mentioned. You know what's what's your excitement level right now for the upcoming oh, season? Oh, yeah, it's through the roof, right? Well, Monday was the first day you can do trades, right? So that happened before the draft, and then Wednesday is the draft, and then Friday free agency starts. You're right, you just you just ran down the timeline, <laughs> um, and it does it. Normally, this happens in the middle of the summer, and it's the NBA to me. You know, it's done a great job of capturing the summer. You know, it yeah. kind of goes through. You've got baseball happening, and, it, and it's competing with that. But they found a way to have their voice out there and their name out there. And then it goes right into summer league. So you get a couple of weeks or, or a month or two where you're talking about the NBA during the offseason. So mm-hmm. I, I think they've done a great job the, the way they've outlined it. Um, but, yeah, now this is unprecedented. You're, you're having everything in one week. You know, and then, yeah. and then, oh, by the way, 
you know, on the 20th, free agency starts. On December 1st, training <laughs> camp starts. So That's... you have to piece your roster together. There, there could be guys walking into training camp that haven't met yet. You know, it's, it's going to yeah, be, that's gonna be right? insane. It's going to be yeah, insane. It's, it's, it's going to be wild, but you, but you have to do it because, you know, and you, and you look at the money that's at stake if you start after uh, Christmas, you know, so you understand why they're doing it. And it's great that the NBA players have come together, the league, um, and then all these cities are going to have to come together. So it's, uh, it's a lot that's going to happen. But, yeah, the excitement, I don't know about you, but remember we used to have to wait. NBA free agency started at yeah. midnight. You're up till two, three, four in the morning because you, <laughs> like you don't want to miss anything. <laughs> well, then they at least scaled that back till 6 p.m., right? So it started yeah. at 6, and then things started leaking around 1, 2, 3, 4. Um, and now, so now we get it even. We get all the excitement a couple of days before the draft, then the excitement of the draft, and then after. So it, it's going to be a fantastic week. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at my phone every time I get a tweet. Every yes. time. Like, I got tweets. If Woj, if Woj breaks something, if Woj breaks something <laughs> while we're talking, will you let me know? I'll let you know. He's the I'll guy, isn't he? Isn't that the guy we're all watching? Exactly, exactly. Sham's catching up, though. I got to give him he that. Is. He, no, he is. He's right there. To the punch. Right. He's beating to the punch. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on this upcoming season with the Magic? I know you just mentioned Isaac being out. He's going to be out this year. You still have folks. I was just saying Fournier just picked up his option. Right. We're, what are, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? Well, I think you've established something, right? With the last two years, making it back to the postseason. Yeah, you're right. Evan Fournier ups back in. Um, can, can Aaron Gordon make the jump? You know, there, there's so many rumors out there and you don't know what will happen and what, what won't. But assuming the roster is intact, you know, can Aaron Jordan, Gordon continue to, to get elevate his game and get to that next level? He was playing maybe the best basketball of his career mm. uh, before, the, before the NBA stopped, before the hiatus just using his frame, bodying guys on the low block, powering up at the basket. Uh, his shot was looking nice, so spot-up threes. He was getting the high 30s, low 40 percentage-wise, uh, and, and distributing four or five assists per game. He was So you were putting the ball in his hands, and he was making plays, he was getting to the basket, and he was knocking down the open threes. Everything that you asked of Aaron Gordon. So what does that look like? You don't have Jonathan Isaac for this year. What does Chuma Okiki look like if you're able to add him into the mix how has he developed and what does this year look like for him big year for Obama, in my opinion you know Josh he's had a couple of years where he's been plagued by injuries and he's just been snake bitten caught COVID uh then had to do uh you know could not not couldn't quite get back in shape to finish that season in the bubble uh so I know he's frustrated about that and, and he added some size he did everything right physically I uh, just couldn't get back out on the floor. So I, I think this could be a year where maybe he emerges or maybe he explodes onto the scene. Markel Fultz finished the first full season of his career on his terms, Josh, which I think Perfect. is huge. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for him to be able to get that, know that he can play an NBA season and get through it without any injury, I thought was huge. So now he's, he doesn't have to worry about any of that, knock on wood, this year. So now he can just work on his game. He can work on that shot. Uh, he can work on his defense. He can work on learning the offense. He can work more on, on learning his players. So I, I think he takes another jump. Nick Vucevic in the playoffs did something that we hadn't seen anybody at his size do in NBA history. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was with his ability to knock down four or five threes a game, uh, scoring on the low block, uh, and then, you know, double-double machine, as, as we know, in yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> your time here. So does that continue? Is he now going to get seven, eight, nine, three-point attempts a game, you know, for just a seven-footer? Just me. Yeah, exactly. And he can knock down three of those, three and a half of those a game. That, that's astounding. Uh, so he, he's now taking – he's now a full-fledged stretch five. So what's the next 
elevation and you know what's the next iteration in his game and then mm -hmm. Terrence Ross coming off the bench so I think you you've now set the bar where you've made the playoffs the last couple of years I think if you're the magic you you want to try desperately to avoid seven or eight you don't oh, want yeah. any more matchups with Milwaukee or Toronto you, you want to try to find a way you don't to, want to play get, yeah, you don't want to play Brooklyn get to five. <laughs> yeah I know no exactly can, can you get to six or five tough without Isaac you know not having him and, and a lot of unknowns with Chuma and and, and some pieces that you're adding. So I, it's, you're probably going to be battling again for eight or seven, but I think eventually this year or next year, you have to make that step up in the, in the six or maybe even five in the postseason. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do know the East is getting better, as we know. Um, the, you know, got the Brooklyn's coming back. You still got Milwaukee, Miami. So the East is definitely getting better. I think a lot of the talent is starting, is starting to come to the East. So Right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's another there's another talented player in Houston who could potentially end up if the oh, rumors man. are right. Um, <laughs> does that work? Does that does that team work if you have all those three together? Man, that's that. I was just thinking about that today. I'm I'm like, uh, Harden. He has to get back to the way he played when he played with uh, OKC because he now he's changed his game and he's a lot of a ISO. He's a ISO player, right, right. and he settles for a lot of threes, which. I know he gets a lot of calls when he goes for, you know, uh, drives to the lane, but he settles for a lot of threes sometimes. So he has to definitely change his game. Um, I think he, at this point. Man, that'd be fun to watch, though. Wow. Yeah, at this if, point, if you want to ring, you got to do something. If you want to <laughs> ring, you got to do something. That's right. That's right. Exactly <laughs> You're coming right. to play with KD, so you have to change your game up. I'm just excited yeah. to see Brooklyn. I'm just I'm excited to see yeah. Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving. I want to see how Steve Nash can coach these guys, and he has Dan Tony with them, too. So. It's very exciting times when you're a Brooklyn fan. Now, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan like myself, <laughs> um, well, we have some exciting times too. You know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, hoping that we end up trading up to get Lamelo Ball. That's 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 my that's my dream in the draft. This okay, year. that's your that's your guy. Okay, yeah, that's that's my guy. So I really hope uh, that we get him. I think he'd be a really nice fit in Chicago. Um, he's six seven already. He's uh, 19 mm -hmm. years old. So I I think that he has everything to to be a a good player. Like I know he's I know quick, he can handle the basketball. I mean, in the family that he's coming from, he's not going to be daunted at all by Chicago <laughs> media, Chicago fans. I mean, he'll be he's been in the limelight since he was six. Yeah, so so. Be, right, right. he's been playing against grown men since he was sixteen. So yeah, yeah, he he should be ready. He should be ready. I'm so I'm looking forward to uh, the upcoming season. Now, really quick before I let you go, really quick. I know I know, I didn't have this question down. What are your thoughts no, on away. Boston, Boston sports right now? We got the Red Sox. They down year, get, get rid of Mookie Betts. Uh, the Patriots, though, they just won two games in a row. They just won. Um, they did. They did. So here's what I did. Normally when I do this, I can, I can hold my computer either way, right? I can do it. <laughs> my backdrop shows this behind me here, right, with my cards from the 80s and all that stuff in my – Penny Hardaway doll and all that. <laughs> or I can do it the other way where I have my Red Sox and my Patriots and my Tom Brady <laughs> But I didn't show that because I knew you'd come after me. <laughs> no, I had to ask. But, no, you know, I had to ask. But, you, but you know what? It's been an unbelievable ride, right? I mean, to, to have the number of championships that that city has had in the last 20 years has been incredible. Mm. Um, very frustrating season for the Red Sox. I, I think that was, uh, wow, that was a, a catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, what, it, what we to watch last year, really the last two years. But, you know, you're playing with house money to me with, with them and the Patriots. They, they, they have been so much fun to watch. 
Cam Newton, it, nobody can fill Tom Brady's shoes. Yeah, that's hard. Cam will be. Cam will be. It just makes you. It just makes you realize the difference in these elite quarterbacks, right? Cam Newton is a former MVP. Took a mm. team to a to a Super Bowl, but the different when it's winning time, the yeah. last two minutes, <laughs> and you fumble on the five. We don't do that. We don't do that in New England, Josh. We win games. We win games. So that was frustrating. And then to see him in Seattle, maybe one of the best games of his career. Oh yeah. And just and he can't get in at the one. So he, he so some 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 tough luck, and then just some awful awful games. Uh, so that was that was a that was a statement win to beat Baltimore the way you did. I thought was fantastic. So you know, hopefully he can rebound and just be in the conversation. If you grab a playoff spot, anything can happen. But. Uh, it might be it might be a little bit of a rebuild or a reset for the Patriots, but but they've been so good to us, it, it's hard to be upset with that. So I heard a lot of I miss Tom Brady. I miss Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> I, I think yes. I heard a lot of that. Well, I will say this: I'm a Bucks fan, so it's not like he retired and I don't get him anymore. I still get to watch oh, yeah. the Bucks down here, right in Central yeah. Florida. We get every Bucks game, so I'm still cheering for Tom. And, and I don't like the way that they let him go. Mm-hmm. And I think he should, you know, to me, certain people. You don't let get away. David Ortiz was that guy. I know he started with Minnesota, but you don't let Ortiz go. You don't let Larry Bird get away. You don't let, you know, and you don't let Tom Brady leave. And so if the Buccaneers met the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I would be cheering for Tom. Oh, that's an exclusive. I would, I would, be, cheering, I would be cheering for Tom because he brought us, and I love Bill, and, and the two of them together were perfect. But Tom was the one on the field making the plays. And that's the guy that won you six Super Bowls. And that's the guy that I'd be cheering for. He brought us so much joy. That's, <laughs> that's so the, joy. Yeah, that's the thing. Bel- Belichick wants to yeah. prove he can do it without him. And Tom wants to, to prove the same thing. Now, really sure. quick, what's, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Well, I think, I think Tampa has a chance to get there. I think Tom Brady in the postseason, I think they have a chance to get there. I, I, you know, I, I think Seattle's going to be in the mix. Green Bay, you certainly don't count them out. Um, so I, I've said from the beginning that I think Tampa's going to be there. I certainly do. Hard to not look at Pittsburgh now, right? I mean, yeah, how do you not yeah. look at a, how do you, right? How do you not look at a, a, a Tampa Pittsburgh? But I've said from the beginning it'd be Tampa Kansas City. So I, I still think that's what it's going to be. And I think uh, I don't know if they can beat Kansas City, but I'd be pulling for Tampa Bay. I, I, I'm hoping Tampa can beat the Chiefs or the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, how I, about know, you? I, I know. I started. Have? I started the year. When for any games we played, I said Chiefs versus Buccaneers. Then Did you? Get, okay. Got a couple games. Now then, I was like Chiefs versus Seahawks. But then now, yeah, right. see that Seahawks defense has been looking pretty bad. They've been looking suspect out there. So now I'm going back to uh, Tampa uh, versus Chiefs. But the NFL is so unpredictable. So I oh. I can't even say I can't I can't say no, with confidence. It certainly is, and you know, hopefully they can get through it. You know, the health and safety oh, yeah. of, of everybody involved is is first and foremost so hopefully they can find a way to finish it but you know it, it was rocky at times but and give them credit they moved games around and played on different nights and they found a way we just finished week nine so they found a way to to kind of get through it to this point so I, I think that's pretty impressive yeah I think the NFL is 100% is going to make sure they they finish this season <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that's They're gonna make sure. <laughs> 100% I think so. they will. <laughs> now you had to have been at there had to have been a point early in the season where you thought your Bears were going to be going to a Super Bowl. Oh, man, don't get me started. You, how much time you got? <laughs> how, much, how much time you got? I know. I know. If Nick Foles could play Tom Brady every week, it'd be fine. I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Crazy. It's hard, yeah, he, 
He has Tom Brady's number. Yeah, he, he has Tom Brady's number. He has his number, and I, I don't, and I know Brady doesn't like him. I, I, I seen how he, <laughs> how he ducked off too. He ducked off. I know. I, it's, I know. it's something personal at this point. I like it though. I like that. He, I, I don't. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Like he beat me in the Super Bowl. You keep beating me. I don't. I don't want to shake your hand. Yeah, that's right. People, <laughs> people get upset at guys for walking off the floor or the field, but no, you don't want to lose those that's games. That's competitive. Exactly. Competitive. I, I, I love competitive. It. I love that's it. right. Yeah, the Bears come on tonight. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what to, what to predict. But you win this, you're okay. You win this, you're okay. You got a chance, and, and you, you know, you put together a few. You lose this one, I think it gets tough. I think it you gets lose tough this one. I, I say lose the rest of the way. Let's let's get a let's get a high pick. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Bring in the tank. You might be right. Bring in the tank. Not, yeah, you might not be. You might not be wrong. Tank for Tyler. <laughs> Tyler or Trevor or yeah, what the heck is Trevor? Justin Fields. Anybody better than you know what we have? So anybody. So. Well, good luck to you, man. I'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of you. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Tom Brady doesn't draw the Bears in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get that far. But yeah, okay, I, okay. I appreciate those kind words. <laughs> but, That's right. That's but, right. But before I let you go, you want to shout out anything you're doing? I know you you got you have the podcast and everything. Yeah, and you know what? So so we got Magic Pod Squad, which you can find on uh, on Apple, on iTunes, on Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your podcast. And it's uh, you know behind the scenes, we try to have fun, keep it lighthearted. We just did one with Matt Lloyd, so it's previewing the draft. Uh, we're going to be on. I'm going to be on Instagram Live, right? So you can follow me on Instagram. It's Marcatelli, or you can follow me on Twitter, Dante Magic. And we're going to be live tweeting and we're going to be doing live interviews on draft night uh, and eventually ending up with whoever the Magic take at 15 and 45. So we'll do live interviews with them. And that'll be the first way for Magic fans to be able to see them. So I encourage you to follow, follow those social handles. And, and then Fox Sports Florida, December 22nd. Let's get it. Let's get the season time. started. Game time. Yeah. That's can't right. Wait, wait. That's right. And I'll try. I'll try to pick out a nice tie for you. So I won't let you go. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching and tweeting. Right. I'll be watching and tweeting. So, uh, Dante, I want to thank it. you again for coming on the Drop of Dimes podcast. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you next time. You got it. Anytime, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks again to Dante Marcatelli for coming on the Drop and Dimes podcast with Styles and Shakespeare. This has been episode twelve. Follow me on Twitter. That's I got styles on Instagram. I got styles three. Uh, this is episode 12. Stay tuned. Continue to uh, like and support. Uh, follow the our social media handle as well at Dropping Dimes Pod on Twitter, Dropping Dimes Pod on Instagram. And we'll see y'all very, very soon. This has been another episode of the Dropping Dimes Podcast. And y'all take care.